Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Tiny bubble. Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Mark Cox here along with Bo Matthews and uh, producer Carl Middleman, who's still uh, got uh, yep. a lay on over here. Did you know oh, that? Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Aloha, Carl. Would you like to share it with me? <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Thanks to Ethan Bright for filling in last week. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Ethan did, did a you, job. Did you wear a grass skirt at all, Carl? No, didn't wear a grass skirt, but I did get the flower lays, and I also got the uh, wooden lays. Though, because they give you wooden ones now, so you, you can take them home. from that? Well, no, you, they're polished. Oh, I see. They're polished. The only reference, I've never been. My mom went to Hawaii you know, when I was a little boy, and she didn't bring me. But uh, the only reference I really have to Hawaii is King Kamehameha from the Brady Bunch when they went to Hawaii. I remember, remember that episode? those episodes. I <laughs> love those. Because they, they took the little idol. The curse and of it was King cursed. Kamehameha. Mm-hmm. That, that, that was it, yeah. Well, it was, it was our 25th wedding anniversary, so we did a worldwide, half the world, my wife's calling it the 25th silver wedding anniversary, half the world tour, because we started in Orlando, Florida, seeing some friends of ours, they cooked us dinner and we had a pool party, and then- And you we, saw the soccer team. We went to St. Louis City, and I was on television wearing my kit- because they had a penalty kick and we were two rows behind the goal. Nice. That's and awesome. It was fantastic. People were like, oh, I saw you on TV. I'm like, yeah, that was me. And then we came back for the Jonas Brothers. We were in St. Louis for 13 hours, saw the Jonas Brothers, and then flew at four o'clock in the morning to California, to Los Angeles. Wow. And we got Lansky's like point to point. So you don't have to you don't have to get an Uber, you don't have to get a shuttle. You go right to the hotel. We walked out of our hotel and walked right into Disneyland. It you go out of the hotel and you're actually in Disneyland. And oh my! It was fantastic because normally, the thing is about Disney World and Disneyland. Disneyland can fit in Disney World's parking lot because did you think Disneyland? It's, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's not. Tiny. It's tiny. It's, it's like a Six tiny. Flags. Yeah, 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 yeah. So do you get free admission if you're wearing the Wookie suit? What you wear? I sure? did not wear the Wookie no? suit, but I did force my my wife. Uh, made us, here's the outdoor portion of the show. She's like, oh, look, they have Daniel Boone's canoes. And I said, it's a thousand degrees in California heat. We we canoed, paddled, self-propelled around Tom Sawyer Island. And I said, just because of that, 
we're going to ride Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. We waited in line, and it was fantastic. But we did a dessert oh, party at night. Nice. It was it was a good time. We did the Jungle Cruise. We were in California Adventure, and then we realized that Disneyland's open for another hour, so we did a midnight showing of the Tiki Room. So it was great. We did all things Star Warsy and family. We were only there for two days. Had a fantastic dinner at Napa Rose. Then we flew to San Jose, and then from San Jose directly to Hawaii, Honolulu. What a trip! Got a car from Rideshare Service Turo to drive around the island. Who was your travel agent? My uh, goodness, did Nicole ourselves. Middleman. Yeah, Nicole was his Middleman. travel agent. I love her. <laughs> and I thought Hawaii only has three highways, and we rode on two of them. H1 and H2, because we did, we, I sent Mark the picture of Pearl Harbor. We went mm-hmm. there the eve before the anniversary of the signing of the, uh, the uh, treaty at the USS Missouri. And so mm. we saw the Arizona and we saw the Missouri and there was, there was a little bit of rain that there morning. Was a rainbow. And my wife said, there's going to be a rainbow. And she, she, 100%, my wife is right. And there As was usual. a rainbow. And then everybody stopped what they were doing and they all took pictures of this rainbow because it was, it went from actually the Arizona to the Missouri. It was very awe-inspiring. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I was I was going to ask you, did you get her a gift for the 25th silver anniversary? No, she, she got me the gift of bringing <laughs> me along to this. And so <laughs> okay. we saw the super blue moon that was on over the Pacific Ocean, but because of the time difference, we saw it at 3 o'clock in the morning. It was great. We also saw, we went to the Dole Pineapple Farm. Okay. That, that's in there, and like all the pineapples are Did made there. Did you get there. like some fruity drinks there? Did they, yeah, did yeah, they make fruity yeah, drinks? The, my sister-in-law actually sent us money on Venmo so we could buy the pineapple <laughs> drinks, and, and we did. Aww, and that's nice. I don't care for pineapple, but it was fresh, and they put some sort of plum <clears> sauce <throat> on it. I loved it because it was fresh and it was like, oh, they don't taste like this on the mainland. That's what they call it, the mainland. Um, oh, yeah. I also said, oh, look, a, a Hawaiian squirrel. <laughs> it, it's not a Hawaiian squirrel. It's a mongoose with oh. babies. And I, my child is like, there are no there are no squirrels in Hawaii. It's, it was a mongoose and they were everywhere. It was, it was great to see. And the best thing that we did on the entire trip, Sunset Cruise across the Pacific Ocean, where we went snorkeling in the Pacific Ocean, and we saw sea turtles, flying fish, and spinning dolphins. Very wow. cool. Very cool. Now, yeah. how, how, now, what island were you on? We were on Oahu. Everyone saw, oh. everyone, it's like, when we, before we were going, people said, you should go to Maui, and then the fires happened, they said, don't go to Maui, and then the day after we left, tourists, please come back to Maui. So the last thing we did was stargazing with a 600 times telescope. You could see Saturn and the rings. It, it looked so real it was fake or so fake oh, it was real. Yeah. And yeah. while yeah. we were doing the stargazing, a shooting star goes by. Wow. It was a fantastic trip. And uh, so, so, well, I'm glad you had such a good time. Was your trip impacted numbers wise? Like was were, were the number of tourists less because of what happened in Maui? It had people canceled their trip at the last minute thinking somehow it was going to be affected no not, nothing none at all hmm. and then you we know, came back it's funny just talked to jeff fitter from super smokers barbecue they were headed to hawaii and they diverted their trip to jamaica i think because of what happened there but maybe they were headed to the same island maybe that, that possibly was if you were headed to maui they were like not charging you cancellation fees oh wow and then when we came back we drove my kid to college at DePaul in chicago so we did london house and pizzeria uno and even more things because i was the halfway around the world tour i can see why you called it that. there there and back. <laughs> so it was fantastic so did you fly congratulations first class? 
uh, Southwest does not have first class. Oh, oh Southwest. Private. Okay, didn't know. Oh, no, that's considered private for Carl. <laughs> Let's go with that plan. (laughs) And quickly, we want to thank a whole bunch of people, the Sarahs, the Gessners, Adrian, Senator Becker, Tom for his truck, and our grandparents for helping us sponsor this trip. But you guys did that. Congratulations. And I hope you invite us to the 50th wedding anniversary (laughs) because I love free muscacholi. And quickly, we want to thank a whole bunch of people, the Sarahs, the Gessners, Adrian, Senator Becker, Tom for his truck, and our grandparents for helping us sponsor this trip. But over the weekend, uh, Mark and I shot uh, at two different Sporting Clay events, and I I just want to compare numbers. Can we compare numbers right now? Because I just got me this new shotgun, Benelli M2, beautiful, my fourth time out. Mark, I did 56 out of 100. Congratulations. That is awesome. Of course. I felt great. Yeah. I mean, it was at San Luis Skeeton Trap. Uh, I went out to Straith Alban, which is a, a farm, a little a club just across the river in St. Charles. And I was invited to attend. It was a, a American Cancer Society fundraiser. Oh, basically, yeah. Which yeah. was fantastic. Uh, and took my new uh, Benelli Super Black Eagle 3. And uh, I only shot a 49. So Bo has Ooh. beaten me with his Benelli. But that's still a good score. No, it's not. That's 50%. You want to be above 50%. So Kyle, the guy you were with, shot in the 70s, right? 77 out That's our goal. I was like, what? That's the goal. You want to be in the 70s, preferably. Um, Screw you guys. Good for Kyle. (laughs) Here's the hook, though. I actually watched three instructional YouTube videos in my thought tub that morning before I went out there, so that made all the difference in the I'm world. I'm sure it did. You're welcome. Send those along, please. Clearly, Mark. <laughs> yeah, I will. Hey, coming up, we are going to uh, talk about the the brilliant leader in New Mexico who thought with a swipe of her pen and an emergency order, she could strip American citizens of their Second Amendment rights. A judge has just put the brakes on that. We're going to talk to Mark Walters, host of Armed American Radio, when we come back right here on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. It was in the town of Griffin. The year was 83. How do you do, young fellow? And how would you like to go? And spend a pleasant summer out in New Mexico. It's Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors. Oh, we love this weather this time of the year. It's perfect. My name is Bill Matthews, Mark Cox alongside, and uh, Carl Middleman. We are going to be actually uh, talking with uh, Nicole, his wife of 25 years, uh, about uh, Constitution Week, which starts uh, Sunday. But this segment is brought to you by Razorback Armory. They are in De Pair on Manchester Road, and I was at a uh, skeet shoot uh, this past Monday, ran into an old friend that said he only buys his stuff, uh, including like three suppressors at Razorback Armory. So if you're in the market for a suppressor or anything else, hunting ammo, they got you covered. Check them out, RazorbackArmory.com, and then head there just east of 270 on Manchester Road. Tell them Bo sent you in. All right, Mark Walters is from Armed American Radio, and we are here to talk about this latest development out of New Mexico. Welcome back to the show, Mark. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on today, guys. Yeah, uh, good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, uh, Mark, you, every time I thought the situation out of New Mexico must have been like a joke, like I woke up in a parallel universe, I would hear <laughs> Governor Grisham open her trap again and more nonsense come out of it. She absolutely believed, even though nobody around her seemed to believe it, that she had the right to suspend our constitutional rights. Just yeah, arbitrarily. This story, guys is I think the, the, the biggest story I, that might might eclipse this would be finding out Joe Biden's not suffering from dementia. <laughs> okay. I mean, Whoa. this story gets bigger and bigger by the minute. I've covered it since it broke. Outside the three Supreme Court victories, that being 08 Heller decision, 2010 McDonald decision, and the 2022 Bruin decision, I think this is the biggest story that I, and this is a bold statement, guys, and, Mark, you've known me a long time. This is the biggest story I've covered, I think, in my entire 20-year career of doing this. Wow. Well, I mean, it's so bold, number, right? I say that for a number of different reasons, yeah, because there are so many angles to this. Every single one of these Democrats, including the latest, the attorney general, refusing to defend them in these cases of this flurry of lawsuits that she's been slapped with because it's unconstitutional, are all Democrats, and they're all saying the same thing I've been saying and that you've been saying and that we've been saying for the, our entire careers, that law-abiding people are not the problem. And when you look at Every Town for Gun Safety and Moms Demand Action, which is a really silly name, too, by the way, when you think about it, and the Brady campaign and the Giffords, and they're all silent. Their silence is deafening because they've just, their entire argument, everything they've done for their entire existence is being laid to waste by Democrats. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, for people, just just let me jump in here real quick, Bo. For people that have not heard the wisdom of Michelle uh, Luan Grisham, the New Mexico governor, here's a sample of it. Hit it, Carl. Do you really think that criminals are going to hear this message and not carry a gun in Albuquerque on the streets for 30 days? Uh, no. But here's what I do think. It's a pretty resounding message. It's a pretty resounding message that you're an idiot. <laughs> we just need to do something. Let's take a listen to a quote from the Democrat attorney general in the state of New Mexico. 
Moreover, even if the problem is properly categorized as a public health emergency, the data do not support the conclusion that gun violence in our community is attributable to otherwise law-abiding citizens exercising their constitutional right to carry firearms for protections outside the home. I agree with your assessment that responsible gun owners are certainly not our problem and have never been our problem. What in the world are you trying to accomplish, then, at every town for gun safety? Moms Demand Action, which is a really silly name, too, by the way, when you think about it. The Brady Campaign, Giffords, and the rest of them. That's a good point. But Mark Walters, our guest from Armed American Radio. But don't you understand, Mark, that she is basing this ban on a public health emergency because death is a public health emergency, and she wants to stop it. Come on now. Well, you know, all I can do is tell you that Biden appointed judge, okay, by the name of uh, David, uh, Judge David Herrera Urias, who is a Joe Biden appointee, is the one that issued the restraining order against New Mexico Governor Grisham's concealed carry ban yesterday afternoon while I was closing out the second hour of my show because it's unconstitutional and it won't pass muster. This is a Biden judge. So where's the White House on this? Screaming for gun safety and gun control and law-abiding. Everything they do attacks my rights and your rights as law-abiding citizens. We've been screaming for years it will do nothing to stop crime because we are not the problem. Well, lo and behold, good heavens. You know, we've got got our own... Problem here in St. Louis, obviously, with a a, a, a mayor, Tashara Jones, who who calls for gun control. She wants she wants to ban certain types of guns. She wants she wants to usurp control from the state. And yet, in private emails with her father and her political consultant here, uh, she admits that they've got the strongest gun laws in in America in Chicago, and their and their violence is worse there than anywhere. So, in other words, clearly. The, the laws are not what makes a difference. She admitted this in an email. you got the same thing going on all around this governor in New Mexico. Uh, here was the the sheriff from uh, Bernalillo, Bernalillo County out there surrounding Albuquerque. Listen to him. I hold my standards high, and I do not or never will hedge on what is right. And I take my oath seriously. In reference to concealed carry and open carry, the Bernalillo County Sheriff's Office will not enforce this segment of the order. Love that. While I understand the urgency, the temporary ban challenges the foundations of our Constitution, but most importantly, it is unconstitutional. My oath was to protect the Constitution, and that is what I will do. Yeah, uh, Mark, right. I mean, the, the, the law enforcement, uh, the attorney general and law enforcement, neither one plan to enforce this, even if it, the, we hadn't gotten the stay. Yeah, and, you know, Sheriff John Allen's comments, I played his entire 14 and a half. That's how important this story is, I believe, that I played his entire 14 and a half minute press conference over a two segment period on my show a couple of days ago, because everything he said, everything he said, it's almost like he was hosting my show for the last 15 years. <laughs> you know, I, can't this guy be everybody's sheriff? I mean, look, we have constitutional sheriffs around the country. This is why the sheriff is such an important, is such an important officer. Listen, this guy, the sheriff is the oldest constitutionally elected office in this country. The sheriff wields total control in his county or her county. And when you have statements like this coming from that powerful law enforcement officer, 
making it very clear that it is not my law-abiding constituents that are the problem and that we need to be focusing on criminals and holding people accountable. Again, I shake my head and go, okay, I'm glad he's a fan of the radio show. He clearly gets it. (laughs) you got to shake your head, guys, and you wonder what's going on at the White House when they are hearing these statements, what's going on in the Democrat National Committee, What's going on in the DNC? I mean, did, did, did Grisham even consult with anybody? Is this unilateral? There's, there's now, you know, talk, maybe this is a trial balloon. Because what she's just done, guys, is thrown out exactly what the Democrats want for us. And that's to lay waste to the Constitution and the Second Amendment. Well, they're now finding out that's not going to age very well. In fact, it only takes a few minutes for it not to age well. Because the, the response well, be- was immediate. Yeah, it'll be interesting to hear uh, if anything happens uh, with this uh, U.S. District Judge Urias. Uh, is he going to get a demerit from the White House? What, how are they going to communicate? <laughs> if, it, if, it, if it boils down, when you think of a major, when you think of major cities and crime rising, I just don't think of Albuquerque. I've driven through Albuquerque one time. It's a beautiful city. The way it's laid out, it's gorgeous. I just never thought, but this just shows you that uh, that that crime is is rising in you know n- even not giant cities like New York, Chicago, L.A., St. Louis. Uh, it, it's it's getting worse. You know, let's uphold the laws that we have and prosecute the criminals that that are you know that are doing these crimes instead of coming after the person abiding by the rules. They're they're abiding by the rules and they're driving the speed limit or close to it. Uh, it's time it's time to enforce it. And to to back up like this sheriff that just spoke, I mean, you know, you, you got to do what's on the books now. It's, it's like that that uh, meme that goes around. Uh, it's not time to rewrite the Constitution. It's time to reread the Constitution. Yeah. And, you know, interesting. I look at this. I find, try to find some humor in this. Uh, let's just say that the three of us got together on Friday night. You guys invited me up and I said, sure, let's do it. Well, here's Mark and Mark and Bo sitting around, maybe playing some pool in the basement. We don't sit and decide to go rob a liquor store that day. Because, hey, do you guys have your carry permits? Let's go rob Joe's Liquors. Yeah. Right. Said no law-abiding citizens <laughs> ever. ever. Yeah. Throw some humor at this because it is, it's a riot to suggest that it's law-abiding people at all. And now you have Democrats in, in, in powerful positions and law enforcement and AGs saying the same thing. Really, really powerful stuff. And this yeah. story is developing every day because I have a feeling, and you guys might disagree, but this woman's going to triple down again. Is she going to appeal? What's she going to do in this case? If she's digging herself a hole, she's never going to get out of it. Yeah. Mark Walters, our guest, host of Armed American Radio, armedamericannews.org as well. Great clearinghouse for the latest uh, stories on, in this case, the assault on the Second Amendment. You know, here's what's interesting. You pointed out earlier, Mark, that there, there's been, um, from, from every direction around her, including her fellow Democrats, her idea on this, her thought process has been rejected, even from the media. And you would ne- the, the organization right. you would least expect to hear this from was CNN. But she did her first interview in what she thought was friendly territory with Poppy Harlow, who's one of the <laughs> left wing hosts on CNN. And even Poppy Harlow took time to read to her the section of the New Mexico Constitution that applies to this. Listen. New Mexico Constitution, I looked last night, Article 2, Section 6 says this, quote, no law shall abridge the right of citizens to keep and bear arms for security and defense. No municipality or county shall regulate in any way any incident of the right to keep and bear arms 
Are you not in violation of both the U.S. Constitution and your state's constitution? I don't believe that we are. And if that narrow reading of the Constitution, which has been tested in the state, we wouldn't have universal background checks. We wouldn't have a waiting period. We wouldn't have a red flag law. We wouldn't have uh, prohibitions for straw purchases. None of those would have been deemed constitutional. And today, all of them are. They were before These the Supreme Court ruled right that. discussions. Fair, but they haven't been tested again. Uh, they don't need to be tested again. The Supreme Court right. just ruled on it. Yeah, that this goes back to the heart of the Bruin, and I got to hand it to Poppy Harlow, who responded in kind and said, ma'am, the Bruin decision changes all of this. Yes. Just because it's been, look, let's go to New York. Just because, Governor Hockle has been saying this for months and months in New York since Bruin. The Supreme Court just overturned a 100-year law on our carry provision. Because it was in effect 100 years doesn't make it constitutional, ma'am. Right. Right. No, it's a good it's point. It's been unconstitutional for 100 years, and you just lost. Now, this is uh, this has major implications from New Mexico mm-hmm. for states like New York. Look what they're trying to do. Wipe out the right to carry by creating sensitive zones everywhere so nobody can carry. These are all violations of the Constitution. I, I can just I can hear the Democrats getting smacked all over the country yeah. with rolled up copies of the Constitution, guys. And it is music to my ears. They need to unroll it and reread it. Uh, I don't know how this woman got uh, into uh, the governorship, but uh, as we move forward, uh, we've been seeing more and more mainstream media, all brands, uh, coming down on uh, Joe Biden and his White House and his appointees and uh, Democratic uh, politicians. It's almost it almost feels like it's a planned deal. You know what I mean? I, I knew she was she she of course was caught on this one. But it seems like it's planned as it's unfolding as we get closer and closer and closer to the 24 election. Well, you know, that's a a great point. And when you look at Biden's polling numbers going farther down the toilet into the cesspool of, of Democrat control every single day, you have to ask the question. And, Mark, you just brought it up. The media. When you watch that 14 minute clip from John Allen, you don't see him being challenged on gun control by one of the media in attendance, not one, because they all knew it was indefensible and they were going to get smacked down based on the statements that he read. And not one of them went after gun control. Bo, I think you're right. I think this is, you're starting to see this shift. They want Biden out. If you look, 70% of Democrats think he's too old to run. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's planned. Great question. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, and Mark, you, you and I have probably touched on this before in our, in our two, a Tuesday segments on my show. But it was, I believe, check me on this, brother, it was during the Obama administration where they tried to take a run at at the Second Amendment through emergency health crisis. They wanted, Obamacare. Yeah, Obamacare. They wanted the ability to study this from the CDC as a health crisis so they could <laughs> right. try to figure out a way to circumvent the Second Amendment. Well, that's why when we were going through it, I, this is worth some longevity on air. I've, I've been on air. I was on air since uh, since Obama's inauguration. Yes. So we covered Obamacare as it was moving its way through Congress from that very perspective that they were going to use health care to come after your guns. Even, that's why many people have gotten hit with doctors. I, I know I did when I moved to Georgia, was looking for a pediatrician for my young kids at the time. Do you have any guns in the home? Right. <laughs> People were getting that question wow. as if my guns caused my kids virus or norovirus. Right. Yes. yes. So yeah, we knew that they were going to use the health attack, the health care attack. And that's why we were so hard on it. And we've been successful, guys. Look, we're winning this fight. 
I know it doesn't appear that way in the mainstream media, but if this last week hasn't shown you that our message has, in fact, resonated, wow, get your head out of the sand. <laughs> yep, the hard work is continuing. Uh, Mark Walters of Armed American Radio, thank you so much for joining us again on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Heck, we might get a request uh, for you to come back in the next week or two just to recap what's going on uh, to this point anyway. I would be happy to do it, yes. Sounds good. Hey, Mark, tell people when they can listen to your show, please. Every single day, Central Time, 3 to 5 p.m., Monday through Friday, and on Sundays from 7 to 10 p.m., and uh, you've got me covered six days a week. I'm on air talking about this stuff. Keep up the fight, yep. brother. We appreciate it. You got it. Thanks, guys. All right. Mark Walters Absolutely. there. Armed American Radio. <laughs> He's right. We're winning. Absolutely. It, 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 it's got to get worse before it gets better, right? Yeah. Um, Constitution Week begins on uh, this weekend, and uh, I think I think every American needs to have that. Even if it's a pocket version of the Constitution, reread that thing. We're going to talk to uh, Nicole Middleman from the O'Fallon chapter of the Daughters of the American Revolution next on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tell others not to go to the godforsaken country they call New Mexico. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The first part of the Constitution is called the Preamble and tells what those Founding Fathers set out to do. We the people, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare and secure the blessings of liberty. To ourselves and our posterity do ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. Feel like I'm back in uh, fifth grade history class there, Carl. Nice. I our feel Saturday like Saturday morning cartoons. Six years old again watching Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah, no kidding. Good for them. Uh, Mark Cox here along with Bo Matthews, Second Amendment Radio, and the Great Outdoors. <laughs> pew, pew. Pew, pew. What's up? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's fun because uh, we're coming up on uh, celebrating that. It's Constitution Week, uh, and uh, we want to make sure we get to our guests here. Very important guest. Um, uh, head of the, uh, the better half of the Middleman <laughs> household, Nicole Middleman, is on the phone with us this morning uh, from the Daughters of the American Revolution. Nicole, how are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you? We're doing great. Thank you. Thank you for making time to speak with me today. And I am with the O'Fallon chapter of the Daughters of the American Revolution here in St. Louis. So, uh, Nicole, what what do you guys do, or what do you ladies do, excuse me, what do you ladies do uh, generally throughout the year? Well, the Daughters of the American Revolution is a patriotic women's organization, and we're more than 190,000 members strong in wow. 3,000 chapters across the country and, and across our country and several foreign countries. And what we do is actively promote historic preservation, education, and patriotism. 
And we do this through commemorative events, scholarships, education initiatives, citizenship programs. And one of my favorite things is that a lot of people don't know, Memorial Continental Hall and Constitution Hall in Washington, D.C. are owned by the Daughters of the American Revolution. And that is the largest group of buildings in the world independently owned and maintained by women. Wow. So, like, when you go there, do you get, like, this super secret tour? It's not so secret. Oh, it's we not. We give that tour when we promote it. We share it. <laughs> but, yes, yes. And we're very proud of it. <laughs> oh, well, but you, and you should be. I mean, that's just fantastic. What well, I guess my next question, before we get into Constitution Week and all that, is... What, do you have to bring like bring your papers to prove your connection if you if you join the Daughters of the American Revolution? Do you have to bring some sort of genealogy proof that you have some connection to someone? Well, we don't bring it with us typically to a meeting, but to join the organization and to be a member, you do need to prove lineage to a U.S. patriot from the Revolution. Yes. Wow. And 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 your, your so your connection, Nicole, is to who? I have three. I have Obadiah Taylor and Adjaniah Taylor and Conrad Krieger out of Massachusetts and Maryland. Wow! And and Obadiah Taylor is also related to whom else? The Taylors are related to former President Zachary Taylor. There you have it. Wow. And, and how did you find that out? Or is this just family stories that have made it through to you? Or was it one of these 23andMe things? Oh, no. It is genealogy. And my grandparents were very, very active and very, very uh, conscious of our heritage and our ancestry. And it wasn't positioned as optional to know. <laughs> yeah, they made sure. You know what? They made sure that family came first. And you know where you came from. Long before Twenty Three and Me, I had grandparents that made sure I knew where I came from. Yeah, I've, I've wow. got I've got relatives who claim that we're related to Pocahontas, but I guess that wouldn't do me any good. Ooh. Would it? I've got a Unless weird Uncle Larry. Everybody <laughs> talks about in our family. <laughs> well, That's it, though. And every family has two sides. Yeah. You're going to be related yeah. to somebody. And I think if you go back far enough, we're all connected in some way. <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably very true. Well, I think it's pretty cool uh, that, that 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 organization exists and all the, the, the great stuff to preserve our history. Let's talk about Constitution Week, though, for a minute. And it, what does DAR do to drive this? I mean, is this uh, like getting involved in school programs or something else nationwide? Well, DAR actually founded Constitution Week. In 1955, our President General at the time, Gertrude Carraway, adopted a project to promote the observance of the Constitution, and she used a Memorial Week beginning on the anniversary of the signing of the document on September 17, 1787, as the day to launch this. And that is how it began. The Congress received the resolution in June, the resolution was discussed by the Senate, and they decided to observe a whole week instead of just a Constitution Day. And then following the passage of that resolution, they, it was such a success that they introduced a resolution that it would be made an annual event. And after that, it was signed into public law in 1956. But what we know of it today was actually signed by Dwight D. Eisenhower 
who signed it into law that there'd be an annual celebration dedicated to commemorating our Constitution because it's such an important document of our American history. Absolutely. A living, breathing document. Nicole Middleman is our, our guest. She's from the National Society, Daughters of the American Revolution. Um, so I'd, I'd like to pick your brain as far as, you know, throughout the year and throughout the decades where we hear of the climate of, you know, uh, colleges and schools and the indoctrination. Are you are, Do you feel pushback from either the educators or the leaders uh, as you're trying to, you know, keep talking about the Constitution in your experience? From my own experience, I've been the Constitution Week chairman locally for my chapter for many, many years, and I have found exactly the opposite. When I go to schools, I've gone to city schools, I've gone to several private schools, and they welcome the understanding is a history lesson for all of our students. This is a bipartisan document. This is for every citizen. And as citizens, it's our responsibility to celebrate and keep our ancestors' legacy alive. So I have actually found the opposite is true. They want students to learn the history of our country and these foundational documents that are so integral to who we are as Americans. Yeah, it's a great point, Nicole. I really wish there was more emphasis on it in schools. You know, um, what did I read the other day that that they had, you know, like, for example, the state of Texas. I have some friends from Texas. To graduate from high school in Texas, you have to pass a test about Texas history. It's required. Now, obviously, we have American history courses through the course of our, our, our you know, primary, secondary education. But you, I think every student graduating from high school should have to be able to pass a basic test regarding the United States Constitution. We don't require that. I, you know, I was at the ballpark the other night, and they actually had some people... Uh, immigration naturalization where they're doing a naturalization well and it was fantastic but you know i'll bet you the majority of those folks who had to actually study for that test know more than the average american and that that's a that's kind of a sad testament i think you may be correct but it, we used to have that when i was in school we had a civics class and that we spent like a month studying some of these things that now or for the constitution that they don't I don't think it's required anymore in the same way, but yeah, I, I, don't is, is I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. And I, our current president general for the national organization is from Texas. And uh, we love to, <laughs> and our Texas daughters uh, are very, very proud of their Texas heritage. I'll bet they are. And I think I think there needs to be some kind of test for everybody that votes. Actually, that's, <laughs> that's part great, yeah. well. I mean, is that is, is that wrong? I I, I think you do. Um, you know, it, it's amazing. Uh, I I actually was this many years old when I learned that uh, many of the founding fathers were younger than forty years old in oh, yeah. seventeen seventy six. That is just amazing to me. A couple of them in their twenties. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Well, the life expectancy at that time was a little bit younger as well. So they did a lot more sooner. Yeah, well, it's well true. That, that is true. Yeah. So Constitution Week, the seventeenth uh, through the twenty third, uh, officially, and t- take time out. Take time out to have a conversation with your kids about it. I think that's important. Parents can play a bigger role in this as well, right, Nicole? Absolutely. We're recognizing the anniversary of Constitution Week, and uh, there's many, many ways that people can recognize this. Number one. I mean, I don't know if you've ever heard the phrase, 
um, that's unconstitutional or that's my constitutional right. A lot of Americans believe that sayings and phrases are in our Constitution that really aren't. So one way to commemorate it is to actually read it and become better informed and responsible citizens. No way! Shocking. What a concept. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's great stuff. Thanks for being such a great American. And uh, so if somebody wanted to join the organization, they need to know that they are related to a significant patriot or patriot's family. Is that right? From the American Revolution. Yes, that is correct. Honey, what is the website, please? The website for more information about the organization is dar.org. Outstanding. Okay. Yeah. How else can Americans and they help can out? Find out? Americans can help out by talking to their local government representatives about issuing a proclamation about Constitution Week. Personally, I've set up displays in local libraries and make an effort to reach out to other people who want to know about it and just share what I know personally. And we ask school principals in the community to issue school proclamations and encourage them to offer the study of the Constitution to their students. And there's also opportunities maybe to ring bells. I know there's a bell ringing uh, nationally at 4 o'clock on Constitution Day, which is September 17th every year. Um, They can hold events, give programs, put up displays, and do whatever they can to Uh, commemorate and inspire their community members to protect and defend the constitution well it is it makes sense to have you on nicole middleman from the national society daughters of the american revolution for constitution week because uh as we talk about uh every week on this show the second amendment uh one of our favorites um i believe every american family uh should have a copy of their constitution right next to their Bible. That's my personal opinion. But thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we hope you have a great week. Exciting. Well, All right, while Nicole, you're thank DC, you so much. Stop by 1776 D Street and see our, our Memorial Continental Hall, which is in the same block of buildings with Constitution Hall. And it's the only building out there specifically to commemorate the Constitution. Wow. That's fantastic. And we'll market the secret uh, the secret handshake and the secret uh, tour of the facility. <laughs> well, I'm not sure about that, but he can make an effort to read the inscription. On the pediment, it reads, Constitution Hall, a memorial to that immortal document, the Constitution of the United States, in which are incorporated the principles of freedom, equality, and justice for which our forefathers strove. And this is important to everyone. Nice. And I'll have a middleman with me, so maybe that'll make a difference. <laughs> yeah, I don't Let's think see. that helps. Yeah. <laughs> Nicole well, Middleman. that might get you locked out. Yeah, Just that's true. That. <laughs> and she oh, knows no. that personally. Yeah. And Nicole Middleman, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Uh, have a good day. All right. Looking forward to seeing you soon. That's that's good stuff. And what is that website? One more time. B-A-R dot org. Bye, sweetheart. You're loved. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, they don't have sons of the Star Wars Revolution, do they, Carl? That's like the you Rebel join. Alliance. Mark. Oh, the Rebel Alliance. I should have known that. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Fantastic. Awesome. That's uh, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Hope you have a great weekend. We'll see you around next weekend. See you, boys. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.